I'm Anna. And I'm Zoe. Welcome to That Christian Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another week. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We hope you've had a lovely week. How was your weekend, Anna? Oh, it was all right. I'm just starting to feel very pregnant now, which I'm struggling with, to be quite honest, because I think, well, I'm now in the third trimester. That's crazy. I know, two thirds gone. Actually mad. But I'm just feeling very uncomfortable now and getting quite tired a lot, Mm. which I'm not enjoying because if anyone knows me, I just don't, don't like (laughs) being tired and I feel really lazy. I feel really lazy not doing anything, but then I can't do anything. Oh, dear. Well, then for the next 18 years of your life, it's going to be very, like, chaotic. It's already chaotic, Zoe. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're not going to have a chance to rest and be lazy for the next 18 years, so you may as well make the most of it. Oh, I don't know, anyway. The thing that I care about right now is the present time, (laughs) and I'm not enjoying it. How about you? Are you having a more successful time than me? Yeah, I had a nice weekend. I did a few projects I've been wanting to do. So basically, a few months ago, we got this table from a second-hand shop in Ellen. It's called Ellen Indoor Market. If you're interested, it's a very, very good place. They have like, they do like house clearances, I think. So it's like a lot of stuff that's really quite cheap. So I think that's when like someone's died. Yeah. And they clear out all the stuff for them. Yeah. So then it's probably very, I don't think it's all that, but some of it's that. (laughs) So it's all quite cheap, I'm guessing, because they probably don't pay for a lot of it. But anyway, we picked up a table um, a few months ago for £65. It's this like huge eight-seater. To be fair, you can fit more than eight people around it. Like, you can probably fit about 10 people around it, to be fair. It's huge. How many? We squashed... I feel like it'd be, like, t- eight comfortably. Eight comfortably. And ten at a push. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, really quite a big table. Really nice design. It's got, like, nice legs. And it was £65, including delivery. So good. Yeah, so it was really cheap for, like, a decent quality table. Um, Like, it had a few scratches and stuff. But basically... I, over the weekend, I sanded it all down, which was quite a chore. Um, I did it all by hand because I didn't want to take the table outside. So I just did it all by hand. And then I painted the legs and then I painted the top and sanded the top to lighten it. And it looked absolutely incredible, I have to say. It looks nice and it matches your, the rest of your room as well. Yeah, it's just because it was quite a dark varnish. So now it's really like, kind of like farmhouse style, I would say. It is. It but is. Um, yeah, so probably all in all, it's cost me about £70 for like a really decent, nice looking table now. Well, that leads us on to our topic because last week we promised a more cheerful topic. <laughs> I think it's we're not la- about cancer. <laughs> but we thought that we would actually speak a bit about... DIY and doing things up rather than buying new and yeah yeah well we're just kind of saying this like especially because we just moved into our house we got like we got stuff from our wedding and we got like our nice sofas and everything but actually like now like we don't have huge amounts of extra money but then I really want to do nice stuff in the house Mm -hmm. so like the table, that was so cheap. The chairs we got for free from the church, and I'll do them to match. And, like, but there was also, like, I'd been wanting a cabinet for the dining room, and they're all, like, £200. And then... Like a drinks cabinet, Yeah, like a mean? drinks cabinet. But they're all, like, £200, which, like, 
we just don't have the money for. Um, and then I saw this person we follow on Instagram called Casa Lawson and she had just picked one up on Facebook Marketplace really cheap and did, and is going to do it up. So like even that, like I've found like one in Ellendor Market that I'm going to do up. And I actually like, it's really made me realise that you don't need to spend huge amounts of money to like make your house look nice. So what's the drinks cabinet that you're getting like? So there is a bigger one in Ellendor Market, honestly my favourite place at the moment. Um, but there was one that was like quite big and it was glass with like wooden like detail on the front um, and it was really nice and she's got a smaller one coming in that's going to be about £25 which is really not Very much easy. for a nice piece of furniture so I'm quite excited for that one but I've learned from my last project my hands are so coarse because I forgot oh, no, I didn't know you're meant to wear gloves oh. for sanding stuff so I think I basically sanded my hands. Oh. So I've learned for next time not to do that. So what's your plan for it? So you've got this drinks cabinet. Are you going to paint it as well? So I've not decided because I don't want it to clash the bottom of the table. So but could you not paint it the same colour as the table? Well, that's what I'm not sure if that would be too much with the bottom okay. of the table. I'll see what I do with the chairs. I've just not decided, but we'll see. Because I might not even do it up for a wee while, like if it's nice. And I suppose even if it's like nice wood... You could kind of replace the, replace like the handles or whatever. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't actually thought of that. Or like even just sand the varnish down and put a lighter coat on it or something. But I'll see what it's like anyway. So I'm going to go in on Wednesday and see if I can find one. How exciting. Yeah. But I do think it's so helpful to think that we don't always need to buy brand new. Yeah. I think, I don't know if anyone else has seen, but I was saying to Zoe today about how I'd been looking on TikTok and I keep seeing things about de-influencing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of talking about very much how with the culture of influencers and social media, consumer culture has become very much like a pressure to buy new things all the time. Yeah, like I find that a lot, probably more so with home accounts at the moment than like clothes stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'll always see stuff on home accounts. And like, even though it's like, like, Mrs. Hinch and um, Stacey Solomon are probably the ones I look at the most. And even though a lot of the time they're not spending huge amounts of money, like, there's still a lot of things that they put up that I'm like, oh, I would like that. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't actually need it, but almost because they buy a lot of cheap stuff, like, or, like, inexpensive stuff, you then think, oh, like, I could get that, but actually you don't need it. I think that's the thing, and it's actually, as people, we should just, like... I think we do need to be conscious of how much we spend on things and yeah. why are we buying stuff? Like, are we buying it because we're bored? <laughs> and, like, I'm the worst for, like, scrolling on shops while I'm watching TV, like, scrolling on online shops. What's the, like, most ridiculous or stupidest thing you've ever bought because you were bored? Or, like, because you were scrolling watching TV? So I can't think of the most stupid thing off the top of my head because on the whole... <laughs> Do you know what? Mm. No, I don't know, actually. I'm a researcher, to be fair. Yeah. I am a researcher. Mm -hmm. So while I'm saying this, like, if there's something that I like the look of, I will watch YouTube videos about it. I'll, like, look up different TikToks. I'll read blog reviews on it before buying. And I've just always been like that. Matthew, on the other hand, is a spender on random things. Mm -hmm. But I, like, so one thing I have just bought, which I'd bought before and ran out of, is cream for my baby bump that stops stretch marks but 
I don't think it'll do anything whatsoever, but I've got it anyway. But that does, it is meant to be the best one. Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, like, I would say I'm quite good. Have you bought any rubbish? What? Probably. I can't think, like, off the top of my head either. But I definitely, like, I think particularly during, like, um, first lockdown, no, second lockdown, because you were, like, stuck in the house, so I would end up buying a lot of clothes. Oh, really? Like, especially, you know, first and second lockdown, so much Urban Outfitter stuff. But you have nowhere buy. to wear it to. I don't, I just, I think, because, like, me and one of my friends, we would, like, we both would kind of chat about what Urban Outfit was selling, and because it was all sales, because mm. no one was buying much new stuff, Um, we would just, like, both spend ages on Urban Outfitters, and then... This is, to be fair, this is consumerism at its peak. <laughs> you could become a silver tier or a gold tier member. Ooh, don't tell me during, you hit gold. I think during lockdown I got quite close to hitting gold. Certainly I hit silver. But I think like even that it was like something to do or like some sense of achievement. And like it was like shopping with my friend <laughs> when I couldn't. But yeah, I think that's probably, it's not like ridiculous stuff, because a lot of the stuff I bought I wear a lot or use a lot in my house, but um, yeah, that's probably the most like, the most I've bought into consumerism. But you mentioned like the de-influencing thing just there, and like the stuff on TikTok about de-influencing. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's quite a weird one, and I don't, I feel like some of it can be quite negative and moany, mm-hmm. is the one side of yeah. it. Yeah. I do think, on the other hand, there's a lot of good stuff about it. So, it's saying, for example, one girl was, like, she was influenced by, like, beauty YouTubers and ended up with 17 blushers. And she's like, you don't need 17 blushers. But as soon as you buy one, something else is being recommended that you need to buy. And it's a lot of trends as well. It's like, these things will be popular for a week and everyone will buy them. And then you go right off them. For instance, I bet yellow blusher will be out of fashion soon. Have you seen that? People wearing yellow blusher at the moment. It's an interesting one. It's creative. Mm. However, yeah, so it's just saying you don't need like 17 blushes. Actually, all you need is one or two of them. Mm -hmm. And I do think, I do think it's got a lot to say for chat, for just thinking about what do you actually need? Mm -hmm. And what do you not need? What am I buying? Because I really enjoy it. And that's fine. Like what, what's going to be good quality, get a lot of use out. Or what am I buying just because I'm bored and my friends have it or I've been influenced to buy it. Yeah. And I do think it's almost like in your mind just separating that and thinking quite hard about what you get. And yeah, I guess just really thinking, do I need this? Why do I want it? And what are the reasons behind does that make sense? It's what are the reasons behind it? It's like it? deterring people from impulse buying, which yes. just results in waste or like money spent on like wasted money exactly it's the impulse buying thing yeah. and the waste comes into it and buying because it's what someone you follow does or it's what you're seeing all over the place like if you there's nothing wrong with you seeing a blusher on tiktok that looks really good and you really like it and you research it a bit and it has good reviews there's nothing wrong with that but if you're doing that once a week it's a little bit excessive but i think yeah i think that comes back to where it's like what we were saying about so what do you actually need to spend money on? Yeah. Actually, especially with clothes, you probably don't need to buy... I think clothes are probably also my worst one for like yeah. buying buying into trends and then going off them quite yeah. quickly after. 
But I think it is good to actually think about, okay, well, what can we do with the clothes that we've currently got as well? Like, are there new ways to style them? Can mm-hmm. I get, can I get like, I don't know, say a blazer and some different trousers that bring a top back to life yeah. that I've gone right off? And I think, again, that comes back to with your table and your redoing your table. Actually, we don't need to buy new all the time. Mm-hmm. Or there's also like Vinted and Depop yeah. to get secondhand things from. So I think it's worth just thinking about these things. And I don't actually think we always... I don't think we... Well, I guess it depends how you feel about like um, fast fashion and buying stuff. Because I would love to be better at it. But at the end of the day, I also love fashion and buying clothes. But I do think what I just need to be conscious of with that is... Okay, again, coming back to that. Mm-hmm. Am I buying this just because I'm bored... And I see it and it's like an impulse buy. Or am I buying it because I know that I'll get a lot of weight out of it. I'll get my money's worth. Once I'm finished using it, is it something that I can pass on to someone else or sell on Vinted? Like, is it going to be decent quality? I guess it's just thinking about these things. And Mm -hmm. if the answer is no, actually have a look for it secondhand as well. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, like... In saying all this, and I completely agree with you, there is still some stuff I would not buy secondhand. I can't buy shoes secondhand. No, shoes. And do you know what? Sofas. I don't know why. Oh. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a secondhand sofa. And you know, I wouldn't mind it if I knew the person. But I think it's the unknown of like, this is a secondhand sofa and I don't know like who's sat on it before. And there's just something about that. Like, I do not think it's wrong to buy a second-hand sofa. And I would actually love to be able to not have an issue with that. But that's, like... I was that, like, your limit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my limit. And there's just certain things, like, I would struggle. Not that it's... That I'm right in thinking this way. But there are just certain stuff. I think it's a soft furnishing thing. Yeah, I think I might be vaguely... Because we were looking at... Um, the next to me cots for babies mm. and again with that I, I don't know why but like you can get them second hand for a third of the price of what they are new and I don't think I'm even going to buy one new because they're expensive but I'm also like I don't like the thought because it's a fabric thing yeah I think I'm with you on we're, that we're just but again like it's also getting the balance between like I'm not gonna do something that I'm not comfortable with but also get over up, yourself like, yeah like get over <laughs> yourself like because actually we could clean them really well. Yeah. But I think, yeah, so sometimes it's like, it's not to say it's wrong either way. But yeah. It's just making informed decisions yes. about what you buy. I think yeah. that's the bottom line. And I think that's what we've probably been saying for the last 15 yeah. minutes. Is really think about what you're getting. How do you find it? Because obviously your job is to market things. And you've got an Instagram account where you're trying to encourage people to like buy a jacket or buy good walking shoes how do you feel about all this I mean let's be honest it's completely contradicting isn't it because on one hand I feel that like so on one hand I feel very strongly that people don't need to spend 200 pounds on a jacket that I'm selling but then on the flip side what you like with walking jackets for instance what you pay for is often what is generally what you get if it's a good brand so I think, again, with that, it comes down to, okay, can I... Like, for the people buying it, they've got to think, can I afford this jacket and do I need it? But I think I am quite good at... While, while I also show, like, the things that I've maybe been sponsored to um, promote, I think when I always try to do, like, 
on Q&As or whatever, try to put in lower cost options. Mm. And for example, walking boots that are like £60, which is a really, really good price for good walking boots. As opposed to like, yeah, ones that are £200 are going to be much better. And we like we'll use them because we do so much walking but actually if you're just needing them for like a walk like the odd walk around forests and stuff you don't you really don't need it but I do think it can be a bit contradicting and a bit conflicting sometimes and especially with my job like what I'm trying to do is get people to jump on consumerism but I also love my job it's it's a funny one I've probably I'm probably probably need to think about it properly but there's probably something to be said as well about, like, actually thinking about it because it would be very easy to, like, have these feelings but then just sort of block it out when you're doing your job. Which is um, what I do, let's be real. <laughs> but, but then you also have brands that are not necessarily consumerism stuff because you have a few Christian charities that you market for. And now I'm not saying that, like, kind of covers up what you yeah. mean or, like, oh, it's fine because I work for some Christian charities. But I think as well, like, you do have the two sides to it. Like, it's not all just like brands that you're promoting or selling stuff for and I think I do actually have like a moral line with where I would draw and because there's certain things I would never ever promote things that I'm like for example vapes I'm not going to go promoting disposable vapes or something so what would you do if a company came to you that did disposable vapes and asked we're offering you huge amounts of money to promote their brand oh I definitely wouldn't do that and I think even for me what I find is so when I left my last job, part of the main reason that I left my last job was because I've just always wanted my own business. Mm-hmm. But actually for me, I think what really gets me going is working for something that for my values really align with them. Yeah. So for example, some of the Christian organisations that I work with, I love work like they're I love doing that client work because I feel like I just align so closely with them mm. and it really makes me excited about the work I do. So you're passionate about what you're promoting. And I think I do a much better job off the back mm. of it as well. But I do think that the most important thing is just having those boundaries and actually knowing in your head, okay, right, I'm going to like work. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a very, very privileged position that I can pick and choose who I work with. But I can say, okay, I'm going to work with companies that I love working for and that I Mm -hmm. want to promote their stuff with and yeah I think it is just having boundaries in place yeah and I suppose that's true not just for work but also on the other side is basically what we're saying as well is have boundaries like know know what you're buying and know how if you're just like spending for the sake of it that's still having a boundary like knowing when you're just wanting something for the sake of it and when you actually need something that's still boundaries and yeah, I think that it's just important to have control over your purchases. Like, don't. I guess that's a whole other issue. If you're yeah. not in, con- like, if you're not in control of what you're buying and your consumerism, that's a different issue altogether. Yeah. But yeah, that's just kind of our thoughts on it. Um, I know off the back of table doing up. <laughs> um. <laughs> but we thought we would finish with Matthew chapter five, verses thirteen to sixteen. Yeah, it's not directly related to what we've been speaking about, but it's just a sort of example of how, as Christians, Anna and I would sort of view just living in general and what we live for and what our priorities are. Do you want to read it then? Sure. Salt and light, Matthew 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? 
It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And while that, yeah, as you said, that's not directly related to anything that we've spoken about, I think, yeah, we should be good influences on others with how we act. Yeah. And with our purchases, how we make decisions. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, We hope you have a lovely week and we'll be back next week. That was a lot of weeks. (laughs) Week, week, week. A lot of weeks for Zoe Strong. Zoe. Strong and cracking. Well, enjoy your week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Have a good week.